You're listening to the Big Stick Energy Podcast, where three friends are talking about their favorite Philadelphia sports teams, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Philadelphia Flyers. One, welcome all to the Big Stick Energy Podcast. My name is, as always, Jim Coleman. Joining me this week is Eric Rayer. Eric Rayer. <laughs> Thanks, Jim, for stealing my thunder. Uh, we are without Joe this week. He is under the weather on this rainy Wednesday. Um, sorry to see him go. He'll be back. Yeah, he's not dead. But he went. <laughs> Sorry somewhere. to see him go. He was a good lad. <laughs> um, he will be back. Next Joe week will he'll return. be back stronger and better than ever because he just needs some rest tonight, and I feel that. It's been a dreary, dreary day. Joe Neary will return in the Avengers. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Uh <laughs> Obviously. That would be awesome, though. It's just like Marvel sponsored our... I think we would have more than 14 followers. Hey, you don't know if we only have 14. We could have 12. could have 12. They could listen to us <laughs> multiple times. Well, we could just have one dedicated follower out there. Shout out to you, dedicated follower. We love you. Um, if you'd like to uh, send us a private message, we'd love to have you on our show. We're talking to all you people out there. All one of you. <laughs> uh, how you doing, Jim? I'm doing well, Eric. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Anything hockey going on this week? Well, hockey season's begun. Uh, and uh, nothing really. It's been a, it's been a, you know, working, making money, watching hockey. What's money? Something I don't have. I, I, uh, I saw... It Chapter 2 today. Did you? Yeah, it was quite enjoyable. Had a good time. Halloween time. A little spooky, you know? A little spooky. A little spooky. <laughs> a little spooky. Um, it today. Besides that, my Hartford Whalers lost again in the first round. <laughs> okay. I uh, I took control of the Phillies franchise in the, uh, the, sh- in the show. And first year, I simmed just to kind of get through, get some prospects and whatnot. Because I already knew the outcome for this season, and I took hold of them in the 2020 season. And let me tell you, we're back in the World Series, facing against the Tampa Bay Rays. How fitting. Are you playing MLB 09 this show? No. Oh, okay. I was playing this year's. That's terrific. I, I fixed the team. I made some key trades. You want to put in your resume right now? I, I, I would. I would, because uh, Phillies are currently looking for seven positions to uh, fill right now and I could probably be qualified for all seven of them. Hell, I could be the owner. I'd vote for you. You'd vote for me? Yeah. Well, it's not a democratic uh, Well, we should make it that way. Actually, we should. And that sounds here. like it'd be a terrible idea and that sounds like uh, it could... It might work. You don't know. You can give it a one or two year... You never know. Give it a really. one year, one or two year try. Um, but... However... What were you going to say? <laughs> are you going to say about your team that you lost or something? Or are you back in the World Series? Oh, no, we're, we're back in. We're in game two. I didn't play any anything after that because I was just tired. And it was like 4 o'clock in the morning. 
I have a bad lifestyle, Eric. <laughs> Don't we all? Um, yeah, it's looking up. My Madden franchise is not faring well, but it's okay. Uh, yeah, that's the, you know, football's been rough for both of us. We've, uh, we've yeah, had... I give up. <laughs> I'm playing softball on Sunday. Yeah, I've been watching. I, I might watch a little bit, but I'm playing, uh, I'm subbing for my friend's softball league. Um, should be interesting. It could be uh, the first step on my path to returning to a uh, major league potential talent. <laughs> Jim, I'm going to be honest and say that there was about six positions last year on the Phillies where you might have been more qualified in your current state than you than they Fat are. Fat and haven't played in four or five years. <laughs> Sean Rodriguez, I think you could take over his position. You would have been a lot better. Oh, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't have done what he did. I couldn't have made an entire city hate me in one press conference. <laughs> you make a good point. But um, anyway. So what's going on? What, what happened with the Fly Guys this weekend? Because I know it wasn't well, great. Well, we got to go back. Because we haven't talked since last Tuesday. Yeah. My uh, my prediction was wrong. Flyers did not go ten and zero to start the season. They can still go six two and two though. They could. My prediction. Um, so we'll go back. Uh, they've played three games since last week, with a fourth coming later tonight, nine thirty. Flyers after dark. <laughs> Flyers after dark. Yep. But. Uh, yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting start to the season because I talked to you last week, you and Joe, about how I wasn't the biggest fan of the schedule the way it was because it's been almost like a football schedule where they've had so much time off in between and it's caught up to them. Uh, we'll get into that from last night's game. Well, they're playing back to back, but that actually benefits them more, I think. But just the travel and everything has been, I think, it's affected them, and I think that's why they. I'm not. We got. We're going to go in order here. We'll go. We'll go back to the Devils game. So, I actually went to the Devils game, as you know. Yes, you did. It was very exciting. Uh, I haven't heard that stadium as loud as that in about five years. That place felt like a playoff atmosphere. It reminds me of the Phillies in the beginning of the season this year. Shit. <laughs> but no, it was it was fun because it was almost like people were skeptical at first. It was like it was quiet and they got louder later in the game. Like there was something to root for. Carter Hart made that epic save at the end of the second period. The one where he do- he came across the crease and saved Taylor Hall's one timer. Yeah. Now everyone's jerking off Carter Hart on NHL Network saying it's the best save they've ever seen. How are you? Thank you very much. But uh yeah, it was it was a but fun. That was the Devils. They uh, <laughs> have yet to win a game, but they're also. But it was still nice to come in. They've had our number for the past couple seasons, honestly, ever ever since they became a franchise. The Devils have pretty much had control of uh, the rivalry, and so to go in and to shut them out for nothing in your first home game in a new regime, regime, regime. regime. Regimen? <laughs> regime? No, no regime would be the right word, right? Regime. Regime. <laughs> Bro. Regime. Bro. Regime. 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 It's fucking French. Regime. <laughs> uh, but for them to come in in their home opener and win in that demanding of a fashion, it was good. 
and it gave the fans something something to be happy about, something to look forward to, and it was it was a fun atmosphere. Everyone was having a great time. Uh, Flyers pretty much dominated the play for the most part. The Devils really didn't have an answer. There was like maybe the last six minutes of the first period they were the Devils were the ones possessing the game. But after that, like the starting in the second period through the end of the game, it was all Flyers, and I loved it. Uh, let's see, we got. Um, so the Flyers, they did win 4 nothing, as I said. Uh, Ivan Provorov scored the first goal. Big, nice little nice little one-timer on the power play. That power play was crazy because Giroux had a wide-open net. He did his little, his little deke in front of the net, hit the crossbar. Then the puck came back. Giroux got in a position for, to get wide open, took a one-timer, and then he missed a wide-open net that would have gave Giroux his first goal of the season, which Giroux still has yet to score a goal which would have been nice for him to get on the board right there. But then Provorov, right after that, took a wicked one-timer. Or not a wicked one-timer. He took a wicked slap shot. It was a, he took, it was, it was a hard shot. Uh, that was the only goal of the second period, but the Flyers had plenty of chances. Uh, third period came around. Kevin Hayes scored a quick little how are you goal. Little shimmy shake. Uh, Couturier scored a nice little jab in with the right at the. They were within about 25 seconds of each other. And then Konecti got gift wrapped uh, goal when a devil skated out of the front of the net, tripped over his own feet, lost the puck, and then Konecti had basically a mini little breakaway. Scored through the five holes. Beautiful. Uh, so yeah, it was a pretty, it was a fun game. Nothing, you know, nothing crazy happened. No fights. Uh, it was a, there was hitting, but it wasn't anything too crazy. Uh, the Wayne Simmons tribute. That was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he wanted to flip everyone off. No, he didn't. He was, he was happy. You saw him tearing up a little bit. He was, he was enjoying it. And we started bowing him right at the end. Like he wanted, it was great. It was, they played a really nice tribute video of him though. It was, it made me, it made me miss him more. There was like all these quotes of like Wayne Simmons embodies what it means to be a Philadelphian. And it was just like, fuck, come back Wayne. He could have, he could, no, they apparently got uh, Chucky, Chucky, Chucky Two Trades came out and said that, uh, or it was, no, Simmons came out and said that he was interested in coming back here, but the Flyers didn't offer him, or they weren't interested in having him back. Which actually, my fandom once would have loved Simmons back. My realistic wanting to win a championship didn't want him back because it's nice to have a different, you know, it, he's great, but you got to move away if you, sometimes you got to move away from the favorite players in order to build the team into a championship contender so do you no it's just you know cuz i mean if if you really want to look at a winning franchise the phillies held on to all of their players for a while there i'm being facetious no i know <laughs> um, but yeah the uh, devils game was a fun one uh, i was, i really enjoyed it it made me yeah. Also, I gotta realistically say that that was the most fun I've had at a Flyers game in forever too. And I've been I, I go to probably about two or three a year. This was the first one in forever where I genuinely like left the game giddy. Still, I'm thinking about it a week later. Like I'm still like, wow, that was so much fun. Can't wait to go to the next one. We'll definitely me, you, and Joe are gonna try to hit one. We were talking about it later on when we have money, but uh, but they'll be a little bit cheaper than the home opener, so we'll we'll hit another one. Get a get to that but um so after that the flyers went to 
Vancouver on Saturday night to start their or was it Saturday night or Friday night? When was October twelfth? Was that what's today? That was that was Saturday night. October twelfth. That was, was Saturday. Um, was Saturday. So they went to Vancouver to begin their West Coast Canada trip or Western Canada trip, I guess. Vancouver, eh? Um, which this amount of travel, these really weird late games like this apparently the flyers there's rumors that chuck fletcher asked this nhl to give him this schedule which means in a way could be smart because it means you get it out of the way early on so you get it out at the beginning of the season rather than late to fuck up your momentum and it helps build the team's chemistry a little bit but i think connecty came out and said we're all really dehydrated and a lot of us are like under the weather and just drained dehydrated well, because you you think about traveling back and forth, it fucks your body up and everything. Yeah, well, drink fucking water. Well, but they're also... Water exists in Canada. Well, no, but I understand athletes get dehydrated. All right, athletes get dehydrated regardless. Yeah, they do. And they get, have to get hooked up to IVs and stuff, and that's like... But still, like, it's a lot of strain on your body regardless if they're a professional athlete. So, going into this trip, I didn't expect them to win three out of three games i was hoping they would get at least three points you know a win and maybe like an overtime loss hopefully win two but i was expecting them to lose one so saturday night's game in vancouver they lost in overtime so they still got a point so they lost three two um yeah they could take two to, they could get two yeah yes yeah. yep so they came so they came out uh they came out a little bit a little bit sluggish a little early but then they started to get their footing um the thing was was that the flyers actually played really well it was that was a mouse (laughs) it was uh vancouver's goalie stood on his head and he he stole that game for him he played really well the flyers actually i think in the last 30 seconds sanheim had a like he just missed the net no, he hit the post. He hit the post, and it didn't go in. So he almost stole the game from Vancouver. But we uh, – Brock Besser scored for Vancouver first period, and it was one nothing. Second period, Carson Torensky, the rookie on our team, got his first goal on a nice little long stretch pass from Justin Braun, uh, who I've actually liked early on in the season. He's been – he hasn't really been flashy or anything – but he's been a good veteran presence back there. You know, he's always in the right place at the right time. And he showed that he's able to make the long stretch pass, and it was a beautiful pass. And then uh, Terensky went in on a little uh, one-on-one. No, it was actually, I think it was like a, a mini breakaway, and he just took a shot. Uh, then not too long after that, Vancouver scored again to take the lead. And then in the third period, Limbaum scored on the power play on a nice little two-on-one with uh, a pass from connecting after a really nice entry from Niskanen. Uh, nice little nice little through-the-legs da- dangle, and then uh, threw it up to connecting and then connecting threw a wicked pass over to Limbaum, score. And then we went to overtime. No one scored. There were a lot of chances. And then we eventually went to the shootout, which, of course, is our fucking demise like every other year. Uh, and we lost, sadly, in the shootout. But you know what? We got a point, and I can't be mad. And we played well. It's not like and Vancouver, or Vancouver played a, a good game. It's not like they played bad. You know, Vancouver is not a terrible team. They're not a they're not a playoff caliber team, 
but they're 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 competitive. They got some talent and uh, like losing to them, it's not really. There's like two or three teams in the NHL that you really go in and you say like losing to them is disgraceful, and it's like Ottawa and like. <laughs> It might be Ottawa, honestly, because the NHL is pretty close in competitiveness. Even the bad team, there isn't really like a bad team. There's just like those mediocre mid rebuildy teams. Minnesota's pretty bad this year. They might be in that tier, but uh, yeah. So we got a point out of that. It was a it was a good competitive game. Um, and then last night we went to Calgary, who are start have started off a little slow. Um, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The Flyers played, like, legitimate dog shit through about two and a half periods of the game last night. Uh, it was pretty rough to watch. I stayed up to watch it, too, and that's what made it worse. And I wasn't I, – I really – this is the first game where I genuinely felt, like, disappointed. You know, I was I was sitting there, and I was trying to think of positives – our one positive is Brian Elliott, our backup, played instead of Hart because we gave Hart a little break because he's from Edmonton, so he's going to play tonight in front of his hometown crowd, which is pretty gotcha. nice of them. But Elliott played really well. He showed that he can be a really good backup. He kept it a 3-1. Like, it was a 2 nothing game for pretty much the whole game. It could have been fucking 7 nothing if it wasn't for Elliott. Wait, Carter Hurt's Canadian? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Elliott's first goal that he let in, actually Justin Braun accidentally, like, his skate touched – Elliott skate and tripped him so it was a wide open and then the second one was a deflection so it wasn't even the goals that went in weren't Elliott's fault like he he really had no chance to save them it was so I don't blame him for the loss I blame honestly there were like it was Konechny, Limbaum, and Couturier were the three players on the team who were really playing well most of the team wasn't was it looked sluggish they looked like they were all hung over like they didn't which was going into the travel that would make sense that they're not they're not a hundred percent, and it's rough. You know, they're they were going, they're going from Vancouver to Calgary. Luckily, Calgary and Edmonton aren't that far from each other, so it's not that big of a travel that they got to experience. But they are playing back to back, and it's nice that they're playing back to back after last night into the night because it gives them a chance to one not swell on the loss a little bit, and two, you know, they can. The co- uh, AV, the coach, came out today and he said, like, I, there weren't really any positives last night. He basically called them out and said, we played like shit. So it'll be nice for them to come out and, you know, they'll, they'll have a little bit of a fire under us. Edmonton's a good team this year. So they're, I think they're, they might be, are they, no, they're not undefeated. They were undefeated until, like, the other night and I think they lost their first game. But, um, yeah, they're 5 1 0. Yeah. So, um, they're a good team this year. They're talented, so it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tougher team to play. Um, How good could they be? I mean, the Flyers have the same amount of losses. I mean, I think the Flyers and the Oilers are. I think they'll match up well. It's gonna be it's gonna be a chippy chippy game. Uh, but yeah, I last night was rough. I mean, Niskanen got his first goal, and I really at the end of the game, the Flyers were putting on the pressure, and I thought maybe they were gonna squeak a goal and push it to overtime, which I would have been okay with but they honestly didn't deserve to win last night or deserve a point so i was like more so i didn't they were close and they almost got they almost got a late goal there but you know i was the entire time i kept saying to myself this is just brutal it's just they had no consistency of their game they couldn't hold on to the puck 
there was a lot of giveaways. They iced the puck like 16 times, which is ridiculous. The one goal, actually, the icing, there's a new rule in the NHL, which I didn't know, where, you know, if, like, you you have a rel- relatively good background on what icing is, right? When the puck goes down the ice all the yeah, way? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the NHL implemented a rule where, say, like, we're playing each other and I ice the puck, you have the ability to pick which side the faceoff is on now. Instead of, like, if you ice it from the left side, it's on the left side on the other side. It's, like, you can match up, like, say you have a defenseman with a better shooting, uh, like a left-handed defenseman. Yeah. You can pick the right side or, like, you vice versa. And that's actually what uh, Calgary did on the one icing. I think Sandheim sent it down the ice. And the second goal was the one that, um, because they were able to do that, they got them a goal. So, I mean... Dude, Edmonton's like north of Cal- of Calgary. Like really far, like north of Calgary. Yeah, I thought that, I didn't think it was that far. No, Edmonton. Like, look, Calgary's like right here. Yeah, and Edmonton's like there in Canada. I don't even really. I'm looking at a map. I didn't know where Edmonton was. I I, I thought because last night Jim Jackson, the guy who does the play by play, it's north of Calgary. It's not. It's not. But uh, it's this not. This has been it, geography with Jim. But it's not that bad of a. Pl- it's not like a crazy plane ride they're going to get on. Like, oh, compared, no, compared I don't to, even think they need no, a plane ride. They no, just co- ride a bus. Well, yeah. Compared to going from Vancouver to Edmonton, I think Vancouver is a lot farther, right? Vancouver. Vancouver's on the west on the west coast. Yeah, like, so that's it's like north of. Yeah, Seattle. so it's a complete opposite. Yeah, so they went all the way out to Vancouver and they're working their way back. Yeah, it's right. So that's kind of a ridiculous. Although span. they go to Dallas, are they playing Dallas at home or are they? They're home Saturday. Okay. They're home Saturday. Yes. I was gonna say that's a long. That's a lot of. Trouble. Yeah. Even go. I'll be honest with you. Even going, going back, to Dallas to, is closer than home. So. Yeah. So you'd rather them go to Dallas, but it's ridiculous, right? Like that's a lot of travel in that like is a lot six. Of travel, especially since they went to fucking Prague. Well, no, they went to Prague, yeah, came sweet. home for a for a game, and then yeah. went fucking out to Vancouver, which is like. Yeah, they've been across the world in like three days. <laughs> Which is why it's understandable that they're act that they're not they were sluggish last night. If that's the only like I don't think it's an excuse, but it catches up with you. So I didn't you know think that I didn't expect them to get three wins here. I honestly them getting a point right now is a bit of a success in itself. But I think they gotta I think they gotta come out tonight a little bit harder, and I think they will. Which it's weird how like I'm harder. This has been an explicit podcast with Jim. <laughs> um, it always is. Let's be real. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's weird. Like, they'll go out the first game of a back-to-back. They'll play like shit, and then they'll come out the second game where you'd expect them to be tired, but they're more, they got more of a skating. They got their skating legs on them, so that'll probably be what happens tonight. Plus, they know they're playing Edmonton, and they know that the coach was pissed off last night and they know they got to give a better effort. Uh, the one thing I do want to talk about throughout the first couple games that I've noticed is that we're two one and one, and I think Drew, Voracek, and Van Riemsdyk all don't have goals. Or and like Drew only has two points. Voracek might have a point. Like our our main offensive power has yet to get itself going. So eventually they're gonna get going. Like it's not like they're the type of players where like they're gonna be slow for the entirety of the season. Eventually it's gonna kick into another gear. And the fact that our depth scoring is winning us games 
means that once they get like we're gonna be scary like it's gonna be scary in terms of offense when Giroux starts going as through scary is it the, oh didn't scare me but the um <laughs> the one thing i will say is throughout the first couple games someone who's kind of got himself in the doghouse a little bit is is voracek av called him out he said he, he actually benched him the one game and he said he wasn't a fan of his uncharacteristic uh, play with the puck, the stuff he was doing, and he's been kind of like on his ass. And honestly, I am a huge fan of that because Voracek's one of those guys who he'll give you a lot of offense, but he's been known to take it kind of lazy occasionally and kind of like if it doesn't go his way, he'll be like he'll almost to give you like a, a player comparison, he'll Segura it where he'll do he'll do things, but he'll occasionally take like a play off or something. And he hasn't had someone to call him out. But the fact that um, AV's already been like, it doesn't matter if you're a veteran or if you're a rookie, you're accountable, which is a fucking great mentality. It shows that it doesn't matter that you're making more money than this guy. It doesn't matter that you've been on the team 10 years versus this guy who's, if that guy's busting his ass and you're a vet and you're playing like shit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that that guy's getting more of the ice time and he's, so I like that. <laughs> what? I like that too. Uh I was just, uh, it brought me uh, flashbacks of Gabe Kapler and how he handled situations. <laughs> I'd like to say that Gene, uh, it, well, he may have uh, busted up McCutcheon, but uh, I did like the way that he looked back at McCutcheon and said, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he felt accountable for that, and uh, uh, he, uh, I, I think he had a little bit of a protein shake today, and that might have just messed with his head a little bit. Uh <clears throat> Did I mention I have a brand of coconut oil? <laughs> you sound like the dude from Napoleon Dynamite, the fucking Rex Quando. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so 2 one one right now. I really appreciated how uh, Jake Voracek sat on the bench the other day. No, yeah, that's what he would do. You were telling him that he's put that. He did a really good job. But Voracek, he I like. exactly what we asked him to do, and that's all that matters. I'm telling you, that's what's happened, though. Like, that's realistically what's happened. So he. I like this. I like AV as a coach so far. I like that he's he's been he's been tweaking things in games. You know, he's been adju- making adjustments. He hasn't been doing the hack stall route and sitting there and letting shit unfold basically the entire time. He's been actually like coaching. So that's <laughs> so that's good. Uh, I'm sorry when you said he's tweaking in the game. <laughs> I just got to th- uh, I like him on the like, bench just fucking sh- sh- jittering like tweaking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's how you win a championship. <laughs> You smoke crack. Not a sponsor. <laughs> but, crack. Not a sponsor. But uh yeah, so Love two it. one and one so far. And I, I like how we I like how we've been playing for the most part uh, Sands last night. Like for the other games we've played really well. And Hart's Hart's played fucking phenomenal this entire time. Like Hart none of the goals he's let in have really been his fault. Uh he's made the key saves. He's shown that Having a legitimate goalie makes a team better. It also gives the team a chance to win. If you don't have the right goalie in net, doesn't matter how fucking good your team is. If a if a beach ball goes in the net, then you're not going to win games. And Carter Hart makes he makes difficult saves, but the Flyers have had trouble making the easy saves too. And he he can make the easy saves, so I have no problems there. I don't really have any problems with them so far. Besides, um, uh. 
besides last night, the one guy I'll say who's having a bit of a struggle so far is fucking Goss's beer. And it's it's a shame because he really pre the entire preseason he was playing he was playing great. He had his gaze down, he was doing his turn stare, you know, you know the Goss's beer turn. He was yet he, he was ready. He was he had a he had a fucking he was he was ready for a, a great season and he's playing like dog shit again. He's doing stupid things with the puck and I think he, he you know he reminds me of he reminds me Danny of Phantom. Yes. No, he reminds me of like he's just he just gets in his own head and he just makes stupid mistakes once he kind of stresses himself out. And I, I think I, I'm not saying that yeah that happens, but he's young. This whole team is really young. Reminds me of Hoskins. Yeah. Well, this whole team is really young. Like, how old is he? 23? 24? But he's been in the league so long that we, yeah, it's like, expected. That doesn't matter, though. Like, I understand no, but he, that. No, but he's regressed. That's the yeah. problem. And, uh, granted, it's coaching. And it's, Regression it, happens. But it's coaching, I mean, and it's a lot of other things. But it, it, it's... The but, pro- like, how old, are, how old is he? 25. 25. All right. Picture yourself in two years. Do you still think you're? Do you think you're gonna know the ins and outs of everything? No, I'll be fucking yeah, dead. So it's, it's Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> but uh, well, that's a grim outlook on life. <laughs> but um, um, oh shit, what happened? We got the we got the Flyers, uh, NBC Sportsnet channel on game. Uh, not a sponsor. The Penguins are on. Oh shit. Someone's ref, dead. Now the refs down on the ice right now. The Penguins are on. So we're, we got them. Refs. The refs. Fucking the penguins, um, fucking up refs, cheap ass motherfuckers. But yeah, I need Gossespierre to start start playing better. Like I, I'm a defender of Gossespierre, and I like him. But he's doing the same things he did last season that it lost a lot of the fan base. So he's got to kind of settle it down and just do the little things, and and eventually the offense will come. He's, yeah. tr- he's trying to overdo it, and. But um, like I don't really like. Yeah, he's twenty five. He's been in the league for a while, but like still, he's still. Young. He's also the problem is, is how, he, how long has he been in the league for? Five years. Five years. The problem is, is that he's also he's he literally acknowledged on that behind the glass show, the like training camp flyers documentary show, that he heard the trade rumors. Like he acknowledged that he knew that he was afraid the entire summer he was going to get traded. So he knows he's got to play better. Like, he knows he's on a short leash. Excuse me. But so the fact that this started off so, like, he's, granted, AV likes him, so that'll help him. But it only goes so far until a coach finally finds, like, another guy, another prospect, someone who comes up maybe. If he if Spear gets hurt, God forbid, and they bring up Myers, who should be on the team already, it's it's good night. Like Gossespierre's fucked. Like he's he's gonna lose his he's gonna lose his spot. So it's like he's got he's got to yeah. But anyway, besides besides the whole getting back to positive, the Flyers play tonight in Edmonton. Uh, considering you have your phone out, I'm gonna steal it. Thank it's charging, you. Charging you bitch. Uh, they play at nine thirty. Against the five one and zero Edmonton Oilers, who have come out of the gates hot, but apparently, I've realized I've been paying attention a little bit because I listen to another podcast with. Uh, you listen to another podcast. Do actors watch other TV shows? No. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> I was listening to another podcast, and the Oilers. Shout out to other podcasts. Yes. The other, uh, the Oilers have come out, and they've. 
been losing every single game that they've won. So they're like the first team in NHL history to go five and zero when they were five and zero, and win, and like lose, be losing every single game and come back from like a two zero deficit or something. It's some crazy stat that they pulled out of their fucking ass. But um, Flyers got to come out hot. They have heart and net, and I'm expecting a W here. A close game, maybe like three to two. You know, we'll see. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. What else do I got? Let me think. Oh, um, Joel Farabee, who was supposed to make the team, everyone kind of had him penciled into a spot. He didn't end up making the team. He is playing on the Phantoms. He's got like three fucking goals already. He looks like an elite talent, and he's probably going to be on the Flyers in about a week. So, I'm excited. No, he's really good. There was a goal that he scored. His first goal of his career was like, some incre- insane like push the puck through a guy's legs did that like windmill move like and scored a backhand goal it was like the guy should be in the, he's he's too good to be in the minors he's one of those guys where like you sit there and the minor league players are like fuck this guy like but uh we also signed chris stort i don't know if you remember when we talked about him he's that goony guy the oh, guy yeah. yeah he we uh we signed him to a two-way deal so he played last night he did fucking nothing Apparently he had more ice time than uh, Travis Konechny and Flyers Twitter went up into a shitstorm because they were like, it's Hackstall again. They're playing the shit players over our all-stars. And then I was like, no. But he... Uh, what did they say to when you said no? Uh, they, they deleted themselves. But <laughs> no, God. <laughs> they deleted themselves? Yeah, not their Twitter. They deleted themselves from existence. Jesus Christ. It's got, this is, this is a dark episode. There's, I'm going to die in, in two years. Uh, people, I made people kill themselves on Twitter. There's, I don't know why my nipples are hard. <laughs> <laughs> Jim's getting horny over death. <laughs> We're in a funky episode. Joe, we need Joey here to stabilize us. <laughs> we're, we're a wild card tonight. Uh... Yeah, um, I don't know. But no, they signed Chris Stewart, and uh, a lot of fly, a lot of Twitter was kind of divided on it. They were like, "It's the old mentality again," <laughs> and then other people were like, "It's not really." I'm in the lo- it's a low risk, sure. you know. It's the beginning of the season. No, he's a low Guys risk. Guys are getting their their feet under them. He's a vet guy to have. They're not going to play him over all these other guys. And Connor Bunneman was the guy who another rookie who made the team, and he hasn't had the greatest start since the. Uh, beginning of the season he kind of feels like he had a good training camp and then he's gonna have trouble he's having trouble so they sat him for Stort last night and I think this Chris Stort signing is inadvertently going to bring uh Joel Farabee up to the Flyers by like the way the way they did it was they moved some cap space to get Chris Stort signed which I think gives them cap space somehow in order to bring Farabee up. I think they can, like, maneuver... I think now they can maneuver it to get... Because they sent Farabee down because Farabee's, like, cap uh, hit was a little bit more than the other two guys somehow, even though they're rookies. It's weird like that. But, um... Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't really... Honestly, to put it bluntly, I don't give a fuck that they signed Chris Stewart. It doesn't affect me, nor does it... Like, it doesn't affect the team. It's nice to have an extra body. He's Just a vet He's a vet guy. You know, he's a good locker room guy. I know we talk about that and we joke about it, but it is good to have those guys, and apparently... Yeah, but they shouldn't be your everyday, like, backup. No, 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 <laughs> he, and he won't be, but there's a statistic where, like, the St. Louis Blues last year... Brian O'Reilly was their MVP of the playoffs, and he wears he wears a Bauer forty five hundred helmet with no visor, so it's just like an open helmet. Mm-hmm. And they were like, um, 
the only way to win a Stanley Cup is to have a Bauer 4500 guy with no visor, and Chris Stort has the Bauer 4500 with no visor. So now we're going to win the Cup. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me this. All right, say say the Flyers. All right, would you rather have the Flyers win it all this year right now and suck next year? Or yes, okay. <laughs> what kind of? Or would question? you like continue success for a couple of years, building to a championship? No, I want to win fucking now. And then they just suck absolute balls next year. Yeah, because they just party their fucking summer away. I don't give a shit. That's uh, literally like, would you? Would you want the Phillies to win this year? I'll be honest with you. I thought it was going to be a build-up season. I didn't think they were going to win the World Series. I was kind of prepared and. Okay with that mentality. No, I like I, I think the Flyers Cause, are because then I can say my team doesn't suck ass. We're in the playoffs and we're still getting better. So it's like no, my. But the thing about the Flyers is they're talented enough now to win it all. Like, yeah, they I'm not have. They can. Yeah, so that's the thing is like, <laughs> it's not like I, I realistically. It depends how they go into the playoffs and everything, but mm. I, they're making the playoffs. I think they're mm. too good. The Devils are absolute fucking horseshit. They are terrible, and I, I don't know what's wrong with them. And I feel like there's gonna be they're gonna keep go. They're even if they get it together, I feel like they're gonna get it together too late. The Penguins, uh, Malkin's out injured, and I forget someone else is out for a long time, so they're they're having a little bit of depth issues. But the Penguins are the Penguins. They're like the Patriots, where they can just like pull guys out of the fucking minors. Some dude who played like lacrosse in fucking high school that they found like like selling baseball cards and then he becomes an elite talent what's wrong with selling baseball cards there's nothing wrong with selling i'm just saying like you don't expect some baseball card salesman down the street to all what year are we living in 1940 (laughs) (laughs) all right you got a good point there all right electronically selling baseball cards what i don't know fucking using an app so now he's like just like a now he's a hoarder. Now he's just a guy down the street with like his phone, just saying, "I will trade you a Mickey Mantle baseball card." Now we're playing Yu-Gi-Oh. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the Penguins have started off kind of meh, but they have injury issues. The Devils are shit. The Rangers have started off slow. Uh, Columbus is an, a, a trash, a dumpster fire. They're they're absolutely fucking terrible. The Capitals are the Capitals, so they're good. And the Hurricanes are really good this year, so they're a team that's they're on an uphill battle. Yeah, well, they're from Carolina. They don't ever get any good shit. They've won. They've won a championship. When? Oh like- six. Oh, yeah, that's pretty recent. But <laughs> actually, it's like fucking fourteen years ago. Jesus, thirteen years ago. It was a year after Hurricane Katrina. The more you know. Um, but, yeah, so. But they're the Hurricanes. That's they, the Flyers got to keep going. They got. That's why I made the connection, because they're the Hurricanes. And then, like, oh, shit, they won the Stanley Cup. They get their power from Hurricanes. So, technically, they should have won last year. So, they year cheated, when, is what you're saying? Yeah. They should have won last year when fucking uh, Texas got blown up. But <laughs> <laughs> It's a dark episode, man. We're getting close to Halloween. It's <laughs> nothing screams Halloween this is the like two week. This is a three week prior to Halloween. Nothing episode. screams Halloween like natural disasters that take millions of lives. It didn't take millions of lives. Thousands of lives. I don't even think it did that. <laughs> Hundreds of lives. 
probably accurate. All right, there we go. Uh, third time's a charm. But, yeah, Flyers got to keep keep pushing, keep playing well. They got tonight, and then they got Saturday at home, coming home. And then uh, I think they're home for three games. I think they have play, I think they play Vegas on Monday, so that'll be a fun one. Vegas is an absolute fucking unit again this year. And... Yeah, I haven't watched the season finale of Behind the Glass yet, though, and I heard it's pretty good. I saw some bits and pieces of it. I saw Giroux uh, being being an animal, showing off his um, showing off his fashion sense. He's got his like cup and just his socks on in the one picture. It's great. Giroux, he's a beautiful man. Speaking of fashion sense, can we talk about how, what Carson Wentz was wearing on Sunday? Beautiful. What are you talking he about? He looked like a fucking like mob director. He, he looked like he was trying out for Forbes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's pretty much it for Flyers talk. They, uh, I've liked their start. I haven't liked their schedule, but you know, they're the one takeaway this year is that they are they're a fast team. They're they're not playing slow paced hockey. Last year with under Hackstall. They had this mentality where they would usually hold themselves back and they would wait for the other team to make the move. AVs has a make sure you attack, keep the pucks below the their red line, which do you know, you know, like, the you know, the red line right there behind the net on the TV, like the, the one, that one? Yeah. The Hacksaw would not want to keep the puck there. And obviously, keeping the puck there would make the most sense because that's close to the goal, and you would have mm-hmm. a better chance of scoring, right? And, and your goalie doesn't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, but there, also just so. like having the puck closer that end, Hackstall would tell them to use the defenseman, throw the puck up, defenseman would take a shot on net, and it would be like, take a shot, the goalie would save it and reset. So that's why the Flyers last year would have shitty time of possession, but they would have like more shots than the other team is because they would just throw whatever they fucking could at the net and hope it goes in. This yeah. year they're actually attacking. They're yeah, holding possession. Like it just feels different because I remember watching them last year and like they w- they really would they it would be like they'd be down there and then take. It a feels shot like the it feels like the team would be, be up the, yeah, the yeah they'd be way. in the other ice. This it was year. like that's how I felt the uh, yeah. uh, the the. The Devils, Devils game. The Devils yeah. game. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's but, how I felt the Devils game went for the Devils because they were just like they were taking shots and then the Flyers. Yeah, because right, the Flyers were pressuring right back them. on the other the side. The Flyers were basically down their throats the whole time. They didn't. They couldn't. The Devils couldn't get any momentum because the Flyers were making sure that they were the ones in charge. It was only that ten minutes in the second period that they really, the Devils had any any life. But Carter Hart being there helped make sure it stayed one nothing, and then the third period was all us when we came out and we scored those two quick goals. So yeah. Yeah. No. I uh, I definitely feel like if, the Flyers if it, get more pressure on the. Yeah, it looks different. Not and even last night. Last night was the closest to last year, but they still looked like they were just a team playing like shit. They just you know, but um yeah. So hopefully they can get a dub tonight, and I'm excited. You know, I'm loving I'm loving hockey's back, and I'm having fun. Uh, that's you enough. Know, every bit of shit you produce has a little bit of gold in it. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that have to do with? <laughs> you just gotta shit out the gold. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying I keep shitting until you have enough gold. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a P- this has been a public service Saturdays. announcement by James <laughs> Coleman. <laughs> yeah. All right, are you uh, are you jumping into it, or do you want to? 
Am I jumping in the interview? Or do you want to take a break? No, I want to keep going. Let's get this done, man. Let's talk about them Phillies. Yeah, yeah, we I got, really we want got, to talk about the Phillies. We got an hour anyway to the Flyers run. And by the, you know, when they're coming on, we're, we're, we're sitting down and we're going we're gonna to watch the recording. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I'm I don't know if you like cut for a second there. No, I didn't cut. No cutting. We, you know, we're, we're, we're going. We're, we're going all, hard. We're, we're all. talking Phillies all right. and Flyers. And God damn, I am angry. <laughs> <laughs> what are you angry about, Jim? Because I have a couple ideas. I just don't know what the Phillies are doing, man. I, 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 I watched the press conference the other day. I didn't even watch it. I listened, dude. Here's the thing you I gotta say. To sound, I listened. No, to the I gotta. I gotta thing. say to the ninety-seven-five, the fanatic, literally one play the press conference because they acknowledged that they're like this is going to be bullshit. So they would cut well, in and out of it. The fanatic sucks. So. 95, the fanatic. Or whatever the fanatic is. 95.7, Ben FM, where sports radio lives. Whatever that one is sucks. Oh, you don't like that one? The uh, 94 WIP is the better one. WIP is the best sports radio in in, uh, Philly. Read the the first one. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, WIP (laughs) is the superior network in Philly as far as sports go, but... Um. However, the, uh, the the Phillies just I just I feel so confused after that press conference. So if you didn't know, the Phillies fired Gabe Kapler mm-hmm. uh, last week. Oh, I didn't know. They had <laughs> twenty four hours to prepare a press conference in which they acknowledged. I don't think them. I, I think the, the press news. conference was a bad idea. I think they should have just let it simmer. It should have been like twenty minutes long. They took an hour to tell us why they fired Gabe Kapler. No, they went through the entire process of, like, what it took to fire him. I'm like, oh, you mean he, he they didn't, weren't satisfied with his job. Did so they, they really talk about that, or did John Middleton tell you what a CEO does? Because that's what I got out of it. And just like Eric right now, he, he took a shit when he was taking questions. It just nothing good. All right, now, John well, Middleton way to now, give. Except... Eric paused so no one heard the Yeah, wait 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 to wait to give up the fact that I pause when I have to let out a fucking fart, all right? I don't want you, from now on People I'm not need cu- to know. All right, I'm not cutting from now on. We're all raw, baby. We're we're, got, we're, <laughs> we're, we're ripping ass on can on the mic. Anyway, uh, John Middleton didn't say anything of substance. The only positive thing I got out of that whole news conference was that John Middleton is the one that's leading the search for analytically minded baseball. And that to me says that he's willing to he's not going to part from the analytical ways that baseball's going. However, doing it the right way needs to be done. It's not my way or the highway get me all the numbers you can you gotta have a better department you gotta know what the numbers mean you gotta know everything it's not a oh i have an analytics department so we're automatically going to do better it's what you do with that analytics department and how you improve anyway that was my favorite thing to come out of the press conference my least favorite thing was how gabe cap or not Gabe Kapler. Matt Clintack. Yeah, they're basically the same person. Matt Clintack sat up there like a lost child, just <laughs> basically being told he fucked up by the media and John Middleton <laughs> on camera. It, it was basically a public humiliation show for him. Um, Andy McPhail was the 
best person at that press conference. Which is weird because everyone basically wants to kill him. And considering he's just like there in the corner all the time, it yeah he actually improved his standing in my book. Andy McPhail kind of saved himself from me. It was more of Matt Clintac just kind of taking a beating from John Middleton the entire time. And I don't know, man. It just some of the stuff that they said just rubbed me the wrong way. Matt Clintac basically said that uh, analytics is tough in Philadelphia because of the fans. Cry me a fucking river, dude. If it's tough in Philadelphia, just don't tell us what you're doing behind the scenes. We don't need to know what you're doing behind the scenes. We want to see players doing better. If you if you put a product on the field that succeeds, we're not going to give a shit. You're right? Right? Yeah. We don't give a shit as long as we're winning baseball. I don't give a damn what you're doing as long as you're doing something. Don't tell us, oh, the analytics decided to help us make all the wrong decisions. Yeah, you need some in-game knowledge to fuck around with the analytics, but the analytics didn't fuck you. It's your inability to use them. That's what fucked you. And that's the learning process, I guess, that Matt Clentag needs. So Howard Eskin kind of just slapped gonna, his dick. That's all what I over. was going to bring up because that <laughs> was the greatest thing I've ever heard. He basically lined them up in a row and slapped his dick in all their faces. Oh man, that was beautiful. He basically called out Clintag and sniff the balls a little bit. It was quite a quite a power move there. I feel like Howard Eskin should own the Phillies. I would I would be happy. I don't with know that. if I'd get that far. I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I'm not ready to go there. But I did like what he did. I will say that was great. And also, just like hearing, calling them out, he saying, called them why out. Why are you guys here? Why are you here? And why didn't you follow Gabe on the plane to fucking Baby Oil Island? But oh man, it was that was a mess. I didn't even, dude. I didn't listen to the whole thing, and I got the gist of it. I feel like like I, I it was an hour of bullshit. That's all it was. It wasn't an hour of bullshit. It was an hour of, I don't know what I'm talking about, so I'm going to tell you what my job is, and hopefully you understand that as my reason for firing Gabe Kapler. We, all we need is, you know, he didn't, he, we, didn't, we didn't like the direction the team was going in. Gabe's been a good manager. But he wasn't doing the same, you know. Gabe's a good guy, but he doesn't. He didn't fit the. He didn't fit our need at the moment, and we made a mistake. Instead, John Middleton took us back to July and walked us through his process. And I'm happy, you know. I, I now I know that. Oh, well, I went on a plane to uh, Boca Raton, and uh, that's in Florida. I don't know why he'd go. I mean, he could have went there on vacation. Yeah, and he was like, I was sitting there drinking margaritas, having my feet sucked, and <laughs> it dawned on me that I he don't. Was, it dawned on me out. that I have to fire Gabe Kapler. He was hanging out with uh, the Patriots owner, uh, the uh, Robbie Robbie K. <laughs> Robert Kraft getting a massage. Oh man, that was that press conference actually irritated me a little bit because yes, it gave you faith in John Middleton. It didn't give me fucking faith in Matt Clintac. That was the first time I actually listened to John Middleton talk. And when he first started the podcast, or not the podcast, then the, he doesn't the, do podcasts. When he first started the conference. John, you can come on and talk to us if you want to. No, you can't. Tell, I don't you, want you near if, me. No, I want Unless him, you're giving me money. I, don't I want, want him to tell us exactly what his job is. Or you're is. giving me your job, his job. 
I, when he first started talking, I didn't think he knew how to talk. I thought it. <laughs> I had signed the baseball. Yeah, I, I, I thought he was like really confused as to what questions they were an- asking. And I don't think any of them were prepared for any of the questions, except for McPhail. McPhail knew what was coming. That's because McPhail just has this mentality McPhail where he's like, I'm going to a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a show up, I'm going to do my shit, and I'm going to go home. <laughs> it's literally, he's there to collect a paycheck. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he took the why are you sitting here comment way too nicely. Like, he just sat there and took it. He was like... Did he, he wasn't the one who ta- said that the... Was it Glentac that was like our problem? Prospects were on the top three 100. Was it, or was it McPhail mm, that said that? McPhail said something about the prospects. He said that he, he honestly, he, his answer was good. I, and I will say, yeah, a lot of people don't give the organization a lot of credit. Um, they do have some good prospects coming up through the. But they don't system. know how to develop them. That's the only that's problem. Been the, that's and been the yeah. They've only had four years to do it, and it's really only been the sum of what's in the draft. However, when you draft a player, you need to develop him. Um, it like you don't just draft a guy and say, "Oh, well, we'll see you hopefully in a couple of years." You know, you need to put stuff in place for them to actually succeed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, That's how the Flyers are where they are right now because the one thing they've done is draft and develop players really well. Then Middleton took that question as. Like, why aren't we bringing people up? And I guess he said, well, our bullpen was the third best in the league for half the year. Well, congratulations, but that didn't help us at all. We're it was the wrong. It was the wrong fucking half of the year. It was the wrong question. Like, <laughs> well, that too. But it was also the wrong half of the year. Oh, you want some spice? I, no, it was the right half of the year for them to be good. But oh, was it the second half? Yeah, it was the second half. Uh, well, there still like great that's all well and good but we still lost a shit ton of games era can fuck off for all i give a shit era can fuck off i like yeah it's an important stat but like that doesn't if you base an entire season based on era what the fuck are you doing <laughs> my team era was third best for half the year so we did good right <laughs> <laughs> That's like, like saying, well, the pitcher threw a couple strikes. He did a good job, right? Did you see how many strikeouts Aaron Ola? Yeah, he gave up like 90 home runs, but yeah, he had a lot of strikeouts, right? Yeah, you know, he did what he did it. Uh, yeah, that's... I, <laughs> <laughs> We're both out no, of breath. No, I just, I don't know. This. There's nothing to, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing to fucking say. It, there isn't. It doesn't right. help us because our job currently is to talk. Do a mic. And then <laughs> I understand what Middleton was saying. Yes, Garrett Cole has the option to sign with the Astros after this year. Yes, that is a possibility. However, when you were asked, like, oh, do you are you gonna spend money to win with this team? He gave an answer like, Well, Matt Clintac doesn't do that. I'm the big spender here. Uh, I have the I have all the money I'm going in on. Did you hear any of that part? Yeah, he kind of sounded. Came off sounding like he was a dick. Yeah, he's <laughs> like I, I make all the big money decisions here, and yeah, when you when you pay three hundred million dollars for someone, that's an investment on the team. He sounded like a fucking like Monopoly man. <laughs> Is that how he sounded? 
He had that kind of like weaselly accent. Okay. Yeah, no. Dude, he's a businessman. I don't trust any businessman. I got the money in my pocket here. (laughs) Yeah, we know. You're the owner. You have all the money, but spend the money to improve the team. Yeah, I don't care that you have fucking money. Why don't you throw a little bit of the money to the team and make them better? Because... I hate this city, too, because we're going to continue to support this team, and they're fucking... All right. I'm going to... I hope we support this. I'm going to bring up the elephant in the room. What's the elephant in the room, Eric? The Washington Nationals are in the World Series. I don't give a shit. It hurts. How fucking far away are we from becoming the Nationals? Um, Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg. I don't think so. <laughs> they were definitely not that. They were definitely not that close. I, I'm telling you, and I, a third baseman. The more I'm, the more I sit here, the more I'm like, uh, we might be farther away than we really. I, I don't think you're making the playoffs next year. Depends. Depends what they do with the, on the off during the offseason. I'm gonna be. I, I'm. Um, I've usually been the optimistic one. I'm gonna be. Pe- I'm gonna change the tune. You be the optimistic one. I'll be pessimistic because I don't. I that press conference. That press conference made me kind of lose faith a little bit. And I was really ready for this year to have a good, nice little playoff, a little playoff baseball. You know. <coughs> Thank you. But have a little playoff baseball to. To root for while the Flyers are getting their, getting their shit. <coughs> I don't know why, but I'm dying. Um, look what they, look what you fucking did, Phillies. Look what you did to him. To me, a lot has to do with how well the bullpen comes back next year. Um, they do have a lot of building that they need to do <coughs> with that. I don't know if Sir Anthony's coming back next year with his uh, injury. Um, he had a strained forearm, uh, flexor tendon, which hopefully he doesn't need Tommy John surgery. I don't. I don't think he is heading down that route. But that's a tight rope to walk on there. Um, kind of like the tendon. It is the tendon. I said that. It's a tight rope. Like the tendon. Oh, the I tendons that tight. I what you're saying and, and, now. Yeah. Anyway, I... Just punning it out of, you know, making, you know, adding a little <laughs> levity to the situation. Uh, he, I'm really hoping he comes back because he could be a bullpen upgrade, uh, especially if he gets back to his rookie success. Um, finding bullpen arms to replace Robertson, Neshek, and Hunter. It, it's not easy. It could come from in, to, in in-house. Um we have young relievers that could take steps forward. Um, <clears throat> adding one or two pieces here or there. Adding people to the uh, pitching staff, starters-wise. It's doable. Um, and it's not incredibly far off, especially if our talent pans out. We need Reese to get better. We need... Uh, we need Harper to stay Harper. We need Kingery to take another step forward next year. I feel year. like I feel like Hoskins will have a better season next year because I, don't I do too. I think if they get the right pitch hitting coach, he'll he'll improve. You don't think they're you definitely all right? I know you're gonna be like fuck no because you love them, but I love the guy. You don't think they're trading Hoskins, right? Like unbiasedly saying the prospect like, is out there. It would have to be for someone really good and. I don't think you're going to get that with him right now, especially after his 
decline he had over the last. So realistically, part of the you're, you're not you you're expecting him to get back to hopefully where he was and also build upon that. And even with the decline he has now, no, you're, I'll you're, take Hoskins from a year ago if that means. Yeah, and you're not going to get that somewhere else. Most you 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 could possibly, but it's a risk. You're not going to the, the the thing that people if that happens. The Phillies would need an upgrade at third base, and they'd put Alec Bohm at first. That's what would happen if that were the case. Be it Anthony Rendon, uh, Mike Moustakas, um, Nick Castellanos. One, I, I understand where people are coming from that, but you could also sign those guys on top of keeping Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins isn't going to fetch a lot. I mean especially after his uh, downfall this year. If he uh, if he had taken steps forward this year, you could get a reasonable pitcher for him. But right now, I don't think you're going to get much for him. And if you're just trading him now just for a mediocre pitcher, he could go somewhere else and rebound and become the player he was a couple years ago or even better. I don't think it's worth trading that talent because Reese Hoskins is one of the very few people in the sport that walk almost as much as they strike out, and that doesn't happen very frequently. Like he led the team and or he led most of majors and walks, and he's getting on base even though he sucked at hitting at times. Um, there's very few people that are able to do that, and that's why I think that Hoskins is an invaluable piece to have on this team because let's say he does figure it out on top of that he's on base all the time on top of like a pure power hitter like Mm -hmm. it to me it wouldn't make sense to do that because of his potential now should he have another year like that i think it i think it's a possibility that you move on from him because he's obviously not the guy you thought he was going to be However, so you give him you give him next year. I give him next year, and then maybe start looking for something. But I think he can rebound, especially with his eye. Like he's just really good at locating where the ball's going to go. He's just got to work on his bat the ball skills. You also don't. He's got to stop uppercutting. If he can fix his swing, get back to a level swing, really just sit on pitches and wait fastball like he used to, instead of looking for breaking balls all the time, which are harder to hit. Like. Just wait on fastballs, Reese. That's all I need you to do. I'll say your name. You are a cleanup. It's nice that you walk, but if you were our leadoff guy, yeah, try to get on base whatever way you can. If you're our if you're our cleanup hitter, I want you sitting fastball no matter what. I, I don't give a shit. Also, if unless it's just like a hanging breaking ball, you know you can crush. <clears throat> sit on that fastball and crank that shit. What were you saying? Oh, I said, and if they get rid of Hoskins, you're done getting jerseys. This, but it's also yeah. Goes, I'm right? just gonna get like ri- you're gonna get one of those I'm like <laughs> get one of those like blank jerseys where you're just yeah. like you should get. Wait, did you see? Was it a couple of years ago, or maybe it was last year? Um, there was that NBA jersey. Do you remember yeah. the one? It was the electronic jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, you go on your phone or whatever, and you can like switch whoever the jersey is, which in itself. Is honestly a super smart idea, kind of. Like, wait, what? 
You didn't, you didn't hear about that? I thought it was like a uh, like type of jerk, like different like. No, it was it was it was like they had it had like an electronic plate in the front and an electronic plate in the back, and you get like an app and you buy like just the universal jersey plate. I don't they I don't think it's I don't think it's out yet, but they're gonna make it where like you go on the phone and you can like if you want to wear like a Joel Embiid jersey and then. Say like halfway through the game, you're like, "Oh shit, I want to wear Ben Simmons," and then like you can like switch it, and then you can go to like, "Oh no, I'm feeling classic. I'm gonna wear an Allen Iverson jersey." So then like, could you customize it and be like, you can make your own name? Like, I think. Okay. I, I don't like. I, I think, but like, you can put Tupac on the back of the jersey. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they took that into account. I think you can. Yeah, I think. You can Aaron do Hernandez. <laughs> Um, but anyway, what were we talking about? Where'd my potato chips go? <laughs> <laughs> I had potato chips on this. I don't know. Anyway, what were we talking we were about talking besides about? the jersey? Fuck. Uh, uh, Hoskins. Oh, because I, yeah, 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 yeah okay, yeah. okay. Yep, 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 yep. See, if we had Joe here, he would have brought us back in. He would have said, hey, you guys were talking about Reese Hoskins. And he'd be like, good job, Joe. I'll go sit in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> go talk about the union. We love you, Joe. We miss you. We can't wait for you to get back We next will week. give a union update. They are they are supposed to play playoffs on, playoffs uh, on Sunday. Sunday. So we actually will have a union update. We know that no one cares. But Joe does. And you know what? I'm interested. You know, another Philly team winning the championship brings joy to my heart. I want us to be successful. Yeah, the parade will be all three people that watch. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be like a strip of broad. It'll be just down Broad Street, but it'll be like a curbside. <laughs> just, and it'll be like a, a Yay, no, it'll be a John Deere Gator of the team just on there. Just, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I hope I hope we see improvement next year from the players we have. Obviously, that comes with better coaching, better. Analytics better, everything really. Um, but I really hope this team is able to take a step forward and here's that's what I was gonna find a manager. Ask that's what I was gonna ask you. Who do you who do you <laughs> who do I want? I talked about it a little bit in my uh, mini podcast last uh, Thursday. I believe it was Thursday. Yeah, um, I listened to it. it was good. Thank you. I, I, I gotta support. I gotta support my brother on the air. I, I appreciate the feedback. Um, it sucked. <laughs> yeah. Let us know how those go- how that was too. So yeah, we were we, thinking we want to keep we want to do like a couple more of those maybe. I might do the, like reactionary ones of Flyers games after yeah. like big bigger games, ones that are more as the Flyers season goes on or as the off season continues for the Phillies. Give us little updates and stuff like that. Let us know how that went. Um, that'd be really cool. Um, tweet at us, all that kind of stuff. Um, However, I really want Joe Girardi. I think he marries the two aspects of baseball right now as the analytical guy and the guy that just has real good game sense. I want I I really they could get whoever they want at manager. I feel like they're going to make better decisions than Kapler will. However, I really want them to get good hitting and pitching coaches. I really want them to hire a good scout 
that can really take a look at players and tell them that they're worth the draft. Those are the three places where I think the Phillies need to improve this year because mm-hmm. Kapler could have figured it out, but could have figured it out next year. He could have been a better manager, and he probably will be a better manager for his time. I here think in uh, the Giants. The Giants are looking into him. Yeah, seriously. Which honestly, I hope. I hope he gets a job, and I hope he's successful because I think he got the short end of the stick here. Yeah, and he didn't have anything. From and him. honestly, I saw something, and to an extent, I agree with it. His mentality was never going to work no. in Philly, and it it's sucks because this city won't adapt, and it should adapt in a way. But he's got a Californiaish attitude, and if the yeah. Phillies won with him, they would have adopted him. However, they technically had a losing record with him. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to support that. Yeah, and he's always going to be could be the villain of the story. Yeah. Which he's not. I think the city kind of knows that it's more on No, I think that I think after now. he got fired, I think I think they realized after that after especially after that fucking press conference, they were like Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe it like, was. They didn't really set him up to succeed at all. They didn't give him talent, nor did they give him time to grow. No, yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I think should he get more game in, I think he's going to take what he learned this year and run with it. And a lot of those good coaches who succeed had a job where they fuck, they failed. Yeah. So it's not granted we're, we're should be talking about the Phillies, but I just I'm I'm vocal in my support for Kapler where I, I we made jokes about him, you know we teased him and stuff, but I don't think he seemed like he was a good dude, and he just seemed like he got the raw deal here. And, Ultimately, and we were his learning place where he's going to go on and, and win a World Series. I, the Giants are rebuilding, so they're not expected to kind of win either. So he'll have another couple years of. But the Giants will probably be a little bit more forgiving than Philly fans. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean they uh, their their biggest uh, accomplishment as fans is having fucking uh, sm- Smash Mouth as their <laughs> fans. <laughs> Did you hear about the Smash Mouth like comments with Harper and shit? Yeah, like how they were like publicly putting Harper on blast for not signing with the Giants because they suck. <laughs> anyway. He's an all. He he should have been an all star, but he didn't get his game on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what uh, what, um, what else you got, Jimbo? Do you got a you got I, more analysis tonight, or I did not analyze any players this week because I was sick last or yesterday, and I just didn't. You were sick. A little bit. I had a, my tummy was upset. But oh, did okay you, you eat something bad? I don't know. Oh, okay. I feel better now, so that's good. That's a good shit thing. it all out. Anyway, I did shit. Um, <laughs> you shit. I, I, did, shit. I, I did shit. Um, but uh, all right, well, uh, I really just want to reiterate how important it is for the Phillies to set up a good hitting pitching coach, hitting and pitching coach, mm-hmm. and really take a look at the scouting department and really improve that. No, I, I as agree. well as increase their analytical understanding. Absolutely, they need to take their undercomings this from this year and use that for next year. And if the Phillies do that, 
I think they have a chance to rebound and do a lot better this year, especially with a manager that knows how to be a manager. Manage. Um, Effectively, because I yeah. think man, I think Kapler has the ability to manage. I just don't. Does. I don't think. Uh, and no one will tell you about his uh, the good things he did here because everyone focused on everything he did wrong. So I think he's going to learn to be more assertive. I think he's going to learn how to be just better at game time decisions. Mm-hmm. I want the Phillies to get a guy that knows what he's doing. And then have two hitting coach, a hitting coach and a pitching coach that can support him and work in the analytics the way they're supposed to be worked in rather than just tell them numbers and figure it out on your own. That, to me, can fix the Philly situation. Did you say who you wanted? I want Joe Girardi. Okay. I didn't, I didn't remember if you said. Yankees fans will say they did not like Joe Girardi, but... Why? Like, I've never had... <laughs> like, to me, that's just fucking dumb. I feel like if you didn't like a guy, why would you say... Or if you liked... Blah, blah, blah. Here's what I'm saying. All Yankees fans are complaining, like, oh, yeah, Joe Girardi should have been... He shouldn't have been our manager. Like, yeah, 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 he, he sucked as a manager. I've never once heard a team badmouth a manager like that. Like, usually they're like, oh, yeah, good. Go sign that guy. Go go sign him because then the Phillies won't be a contender and whatnot. They're they're like actively like trying to get us not to get him, which means that. Meanwhile, Dusty Baker was a national was a Nationals guy. I haven't heard one Nationals like anything from a Nationals standpoint saying, "Oh, don't get Dusty Baker. Don't do that." Or uh, Orioles like don't get uh, Show Walter or any of that. Like the only people that are vocal about the guy that they. Like, just saying don't get that guy is Yankees fans. And that's weird to me. means that they probably actually like him, and they're afraid that if we get him, he's going to be <laughs> exactly. he's gonna be a fan. I mean, I went into it a little bit uh, last week, but Girardi had a pretty good track record considering the talent that he had on his team. Like, the Yankees weren't good when – like, he was when they won the World Series, but when they were losing games, they didn't have as much talent as uh, they would – have liked. And the coaches and are- his last year with the Yankees, he went ninety. He had ninety-seven mm-hmm. wins. So, and it was really during the uh, Boston's height and glory time when he was managing and, at the end of the. But the coach and Yankees also the time. coach is always the one to get the axe. So it's honestly, obviously yeah. And John Middleton told us that on the, on the press conference. <laughs> I know that now. <laughs> oh my god, that was fucking horrible. Um. Anyway, I really want them to get Girardi because I think he knows the best thing for what the Phillies need. What do you think, Eric? Do you do you have a uh, hat to throw in the ring here for for manager? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> honestly, Joe Madden's off the table. I I I it's from just from what I've read and from what I kind of know. I Joe Madden wasn't a fit, and I'm yeah. glad that, that I'm glad I, you listened to my podcast last week. Not even I knew before <laughs> you that I didn't want Joe Madden. Yeah, because uh, and also honestly, Girardi is the name I've been hearing a lot, and I looked into Girardi. I you know I did a little research because I know that he was the Yankees manager, and 
He tells it like it is. Yeah, he seems like he's a no-bullshit guy he'd fit into Philly. Yeah. That's what we want. That seems like what the Philly fan base wants. Mm-hmm. I don't want I, think he I don't want Buck Showalter. It seems like I don't want him. Showalter. Uh, it doesn't seem like he'd be the worst choice in the world, but it's not. No, he's, he's, he knows how to manage a game. He yeah. knows all that shit. He just had a shitty team. Uh, and Dusty Baker. Uh, I've heard 50-50 things on him, and I don't know how. I mean, he doesn't seem like he's a bad manager. Dusty, the Nationals were competitive when he was the manager, right? He was competitive with the Reds, too. Yeah. Um, Dusty will do Dusty things. Uh, I'd be happy with Dusty. Um He's Honestly, older. I know that we're. I know Kapler. We're, we we just vocalized that we'd be. We're, we're into Kapler, like we like him as a guy, and seems like we want him to Joe be success. Be, Joey's rolling over yeah. in his bed right now. But at the same time, <laughs> anything's better than Kapler. Like anything's better than, because he was inexperienced. I'm not saying he was a bad manager. I'm just saying he was inexperienced. You're getting experience. All these guys are experienced. None of them are bad managers. And. But Girardi's uh, the best choice, I think. If you can get Girardi, and I've read a lot of stories like, if you're the Phillies, Girardi should is should be the top choice. Yeah, and we definitely don't want the Mets getting him. That would suck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't want any. Yeah. I was listening to my uh, to one of the podcasts that uh, I I listened to. I won't name it just to. Uh, I don't want to be associated with them. Because they're not my favorite podcast, but okay. anyway, they they talked about a uh, they talked about the uh, Phillies have never been in a position where they hired a uh, manager that had success before coming to Philadelphia. So, like going back to like the fifties, they have never hired a manager that's had success. <laughs> Before to coming, before coming, like the Phillies. Yeah, they've never hired a manager that's had prior success to working for the team. Like they've never hired someone who's like one or anything. Like he who's never like they've never hired a manager that has had like a successful career before coming to Philadelphia. So they're the Flyers because Elaine. They always hire like a new guy or someone or someone like who's orga- organizationally associated yes. to fly like the Flyers. Elaine Vigneault and Peter Laviolette are the two off the top of my head that weren't associated with the rest of these guys who they pulled in and like and then Hackstall was a new hire. He, yeah. Hackstall, Kapler, and Chip Kelly were all in that same like week. Well, work. Chip Kelly had success in college. Like that was a good thing. But and they were experiments. And yeah. Hackstall had success in college too because North Dakota was a powerhouse team. That was a thing. It was Yeah. But college is different than that's all it different. It is different yeah. and the the game's always like ten years behind college. Well, also college, you're rotating players in and out, so you're not getting emotionally yeah. attached to players or anything. And when yeah. it comes to like professionally, you have a core that sticks together. And yeah, as a coach, if you're in college, you're not used to having the same group of players. Yeah. So your system is basically recycled. It's re- yeah, it's recyclable because your players are basically you're you're Bill Belichicking it. You're you're an expendable player to me. Doesn't matter who you are. Anyway, but it's very. I but I, it should be interesting. So I, the, I hope that they kind of they need to get take some experience. They need to get a safe hire here with yeah. someone who's experienced, is which I agree with. Which is why I hope they go the Flyers route and they get but someone who. More importantly, they need a better scout. Yeah, please give me, give me a scout from somewhere smart. I think they have ties with someone from the Indians, and they're a good organization. They have good talent. I hope. I hope. I hope. 
they get someone from a smart organization. If I see Angels or Orioles or Royals or fucking Miami, God, get me away from any of those teams because I just don't want to hear it. The Angels have only had one player come up and be successful, like to the point where everyone knows his name. Mm -hmm. Do you know who that is? Mike Trout. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Name and like, I don't know any Orioles players right now, <laughs> other than Mike Trout. <laughs> Albert Pujols. That's o- about wait, it. Wait, Mike Trout, Orioles? No, Angels. You said Orioles. Angel? No, I said Angels. You said I don't know another Orioles player. I don't know another Angels. Oh, maybe player. you said Angels. I, I said Angels. You said I know I said Angels. All right, fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know anyone on the Orioles. Fuck. Oh, that's all right. That's what you said. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know anyone on the Angels either, other than Mike Trout. Albert Pujols, that's it. And fucking the guy that OD'd last or in August or whatever. Jesus Christ. Well, it's happened, but yeah. that's a good way to remember him. <laughs> yeah. um, Skaggs was a good pitcher. Yeah. It's sad to see him go. Phil, baseball loses too many good too many good young players anymore. Oh, anyway. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> Not a sponsor of drugs. It's actually going to be a big scandal, that thing. Like, uh, it was like an organizational guy was like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember yeah. reading about it. Those. Did you, well, did you read about it like recently? No. Like, the uh, autopsy came out and all that shit. Uh-huh. He uh, OD'd from like uh, God, I don't. Even, I forget what it was, but like the uh, one of the training staff was giving it to him and multiple people on the team, like supplying opioids and shit. <laughs> so. It's not looking good over there in Anaheim, where Joe Madden just signed. <laughs> and Mike Trout just signed his life away. Yeah. <laughs> could have came to Philly. Could have. Could have. Um, we could have been talking about getting Mike Trout this offseason, or next offseason, or whatnot. Yeah, next offseason. Could have got him fucking this off. We could have got him in the, earlier this season. We could have just traded him. We shouldn't. Who would, we wouldn't have been able to trade anyone. <laughs> Well, there was no way that we could uh, trade anybody from Mike Trout. Hernandez, the fucking Miguel Franco, and no one wants those. Uh, guys. Herrera's actually Her- Cesar probably improved his and uh, Herrera's contract. We need to trade Cesar. And her- what about Herrera? Herrera, Odubel. Oh yeah, get the fuck that guy out of here. <laughs> he would actually be a good trade piece. Not, not gonna lie. Uh, We'll we'll save that for another episode after the season's over. Which season? Well, oh, you mean like the entire baseball's still happening? The entire baseball, just the Phillies aren't. Yeah. (laughs) All right, that's about all I have. Because the boys are about to start, so I figured we, you and I, are gonna sit down and enjoy the fly guys. Are we though? Are Uh, we gonna enjoy them? uh, Yeah. No. Big big Uh big win tonight. What is your prediction? I'm three two. Uh, fucking five nothing. All right, five nothing. <laughs> I'm always rooting for a blowout. Yeah, I like it. One of these <laughs> times, you you should have rooted for the fucking blowout for the the Devils game. You would have been right. I don't think you did. I said we'd be ten and zero. Good point. I was wrong. I was right until I'm wrong, and then I was wrong. I like your motto. That should be our t- first T-shirt we make. If anyone ever fucking signs up <laughs> for our Patreon, right until you're wrong. Um, if, if you. Apply to our, or not apply, 
If you, if you if you apply to our Patreon, we will decline. <laughs> if you want to be on a to be following our Patreon and get a if you're right, what, or you're right until you're wrong T-shirt, follow us. Hit us up. Um, follow us on Patreon. Follow us, us on Patreon. Give us that good luck. Follow us on Twitter at say the right one this time at. Jimmy Coleman, I think. Oh, fuck I think at Jimbo Coleman is like another one of my, or it was anyway. It's at Jimmy Coleman. It's at Jimmy Coleman. I've been saying it wrong the entire time we've been doing. So you've been podcast. following the other one. So everyone's following the wrong guy, and he's probably like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> I'm at Eric underscore Rare Eleven. Good for you. Follow me for. <laughs> Flyers, hockey talk, movie talk, and just funny shit. Follow me for Phillies, if you like the Falcons. Um, oh, and Eagles. Lots of Eagles. Not me. Well, me. Yeah. Um, and I'm hilarious. So That uh, he is. Follow me. <laughs> uh, follow us at Stick Energy. Capital S, capital E. Yep. For lots of content. We uh, make sure to keep up on our... on. F- Phillies and Flyers talk, <laughs> which we actually haven't been tweeting a lot lately. But we no, gotta do we got to get back on it. We'll, we'll, you should we'll, be. You're. It's a Flyer season, man. You got to take over that shit. Come the on. problem is, is that my my Bregler Twitter account's linked, so I just automatically tweet to that, and I forget to like everything that you tweet Flyers related. Tweet twice. Tweet I, on. I, fuck. Tweet it on that, and then retweet it. <laughs> I do. I do. I know, but like tweet on that. Oh, you mean always tweet? Always tweet what you got to say. And then retweet it on my own. Okay, okay. Um, There's the stare. Wait, there's the stare. There's there's the stare. (laughs) It's not even ghost. Um, But, yeah, anything you got? Any final thoughts, Jim? My final thought is give me a better scout. Oh, and Alec Bohm. And Spencer Howard have been like tearing it up in the fall league. I've heard, I heard that they're fucking wrecking right now, and it's absolutely wonderful. Honestly, both of them look like they're major league ready from that. It's a similar to that uh, guy you were talking about earlier. Like these guys are just wrecking this, and then like, why are you guys here? (laughs) Um, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. That the Phillies can rebound and figure this shit out. I'm giving them one more chance before I ultimately continue to follow them <laughs> to infinity. But yeah, until you <laughs> follow deeper down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, make sure you check out our Patreon. We said all the. We didn't say all that. Yeah, we did. We, we just did. said it all. We did say. So. And then uh, go Flyers, right? Go Fly guys. Go gritty. Be a fucking flyer. Be a fucking flyer. And uh, that's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, we'll be back here as a trio next week to talk more flyers. Hopefully, Hopefully Joe's alive still. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> and uh, Joe, we miss you, buddy. Yeah. Get well soon, buddy. We suck without you. Not really. No, I think we're, we're, pre- think we're in a pretty good episode, man. <laughs> I don't know about you. But, all right. Cocky as shit right now. You ready? Yeah. All right. All right. Peace so I'll out. I'll catch you guys next week. Peace out, folks. Have a good one. Bye-bye. And uh, go Flyers. Bye.